0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. ESPN NBA insider Jay Williams joins Wolf and Luke to talk NBA in the Suns. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment. I think we all need a little bit of a break from that Cardinals game last night, at least for a couple minutes here. Jay Williams joining us right now. It is Wolf and Luke Lorenzo Alexander is in for Wolf right now. Jay Williams joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, what's going on? What's up, boys? Uh, sorry
1: for your loss last night. I know it's been a tough day, uh, but hopefully the Suns can uh, bring you guys a to victory tonight against the Lakers that they should win. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, well, maybe you can cheer us up with some more LeBron talk or something like you did last <laughs> week when I was listening.
1: Well, the reason, I'm going to tell you this. First off, it's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you, brother. I, I would also say this, man. You know, I, I came on last week and we talked about it. And then, I, of course, you know how this works. I got asked about it multiple times uh, throughout the course of the week at work on Center and other shows of that sort. Right. And I don't know, man. Like, I'm sitting here assessing your team, watching tape into the wee hours of the night on all these games on the West Coast. And I'm just thinking, like, even, like, the pressure of, team saying hey you got to take John Collins in a trade. I'm like I'm just starting to like what I'm seeing from this team. Like four of your six losses have been combined by like six points, right? Even every single game pretty much. And when you think about it, like it's almost like the production that you get from campaign and then Tory the to Juice Craig like It's like you're really not – you're not missing too much, right? right? And I know it's kind of like you're hovering water, but I will say this, okay? Like, and I'll go back to a college experience for me. So my sophomore year, we lost one of my teammates, Carlos Boozer, who was our starting center, who was a perennial all-star in the NBA. And Coach K went to playing guys off our bench, a guy named Casey uh, Sanders and another guy named Nick Horvath, two guys that weren't NBA players, okay? Those guys played a lot of minutes, and we started kind of like we were in every game and we won a lot of games. But when, those, when Carlos Boozer came back, the depth that we had, the reps that those guys got, it just made us more ready to sustain a deeper run. Yeah. And campaign, I thought he might have hit the ceiling in 2021. Last year, obviously, played by injuries. But now, like, shooting the way he's shooting, playing the way he's playing, and Torrey Craig, too, the energy they had, it's might be the best thing for you guys long term.
2: Yeah, and I was going to actually ask you about campaign, right, because he came on the scene about a couple years ago when we signed him. He had a great run. Last year was a little bit inconsistent, and this year he seems like he's more stable and confident in who he is and what his role is. And outside of the shooting, are you seeing any other things, you know, like from a point guard that people don't even see that he's doing,
1: that he hadn't been doing last season? I've seen multiple things. Number one, health. And Lorenzo, you know from playing the n f l like health goes a long way right yes, sir. um I mean last year he was plagued by uh injuries uh like lower extremity injuries like and in, I will say going through eighty two games like ankles lower like body contusions like those things there's a cumulative effect over time, and I also think you know when you're when you're battling through ups and downs like that like it, it takes tolls on your game, I think this year just seeing him be healthy is first and foremost an important thing, and also I think for just day like when the ball is in your hand at the volume, it is like, and this is probably something that fans at home don't think about Like When you come off the bench and you're you're still playing legit minutes, it's different than knowing that you're going to be the guy. There's a difference. And right now, knowing that he's going to be the guy that regardless of mistakes here or there or rotations, he has to learn how to play through. I, I think that's an ability for this caliber team playing with Devin Booker, like those kind of reps playing through those mistakes and reps, that goes a long way with the ultimate success of your
0: team. We're talking to Jay Williams, Jay, you know, along those lines, h- how would you handle injuries to guys like uh, uh, Cam Johnson is a little bit different, I guess, but like Chris Paul, like, I would think you kind of, you know, you take your time, you don't rush them back. But the flip side of that is the Western Conference is tough this year. And the, the Suns right now are a half game out of first, but they're only giving a, a game and a half up on 10th. I mean, how important do you think it is to finish in the top half of the, uh, the playoff picture in the West this year?
1: I always want home court. I always want home court as it relates to the playoffs. And I, I think as it relates to CP3, you know, it, it's funny whenever somebody says, you know, how should a player handle injury, automatically sometimes as a player you go back to low management. But I, I know that carries such a negative connotation. But, like, look, I I don't think that phrase even goes together with the collective mindset of CP3, first off. That's not who he is. Like, he's always going to want to play. I I think it's a series of ebbs and flows. I think back-to-backs, you look at it similar to maybe what Golden State did on their last back-to-back, I think you have to learn how to pick your spots and manage to make sure, especially for a guy who's shown – you know, the consistency of being a little bit injury prone when you need him the most, it's a series of moderating that. But I think as you get a little bit later into the season, like there has to be a consistency with him being on the court because that team needs that reps with him and his shooting and his playmaking ability and just the usage rate, everybody getting used to him being on the, on the, on the floor.
0: What uh, we saw Golden State last week, and I know we talked to you right before the game, and it, it's early, and they're 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 going to go on a run. They always do, but they don't. They didn't even look the same last week as they did the first time we saw them play the Suns back in October. Jay, do you are you? I don't even want to say concerned, but does this Golden State team look at all different to you than they have in the past? You know, can we just can we call it for what it is,
1: right? Okay. So and I, and I talk about this on a on a, on a on a daily basis here. So I'm all for players utilizing their voices, right? But it's the same effect with Aaron Rodgers. Um, And we were having a conversation about this on air. Like when you're on a show and it's your job to talk or give insight to what you're thinking, we as media, we parse every single word. And regardless of whether you want stuff to get back to your locker room or not, It inevitably happens. The more comfortable you are on your program, the more things that you just happen to become loose and you say. So Draymond Green on his podcast talks about a lot of different things. The fight he had with Jordan Poole says a lot about and even how that leaked about where they are in that relationship, the fact that he didn't get extended, right? Uh, Jordan Poole hasn't been as consistent. James Wiseman is down at in the G League. The second pick in the draft a year ago is in the G League. And frankly Klay Thompson have to win the championship, a lot of people are wondering about if he did everything he needed to do with that same drive, that same hunger, uh, in the offseason to make sure his body is ready for the long term. Now, look, I get that going through multiple years of physical therapy. like Inevitably, you just want to break. right? You just want your body to have time to heal and rest. So, I don't think it's one thing, just feel like, hey, it's only their team coming off the bench defensively. I think it's accumulation of all those things. Now, the less we talk about Golden State, the better off they will be because I think they'll find a way to figure it out. But that's a lot to, to work through for a team that's just won a championship with the determination to try to
0: win the second one. Jay, we always enjoy talking to you, man. Thank you for the time.
3: Our right, boys. RJ. Sorry, on your Loss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about losing that Monday night. Everybody sees it, too. That's Jay Williams right there uh, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. When we come back, back to football, and it's your turn. What needs to change for the Cardinals? Give us a call and let us know. 602 260 9870. It's our listeners only meeting. It's Wolf and Luke. Lorenzo Alexander is in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, right, welcome back to the show. Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf. It is Wolf and Luke. It's time for a listeners-only meeting, 602-260-9870 to get in and tell us what you want the Cardinals to change because they obviously are going to have to change something. Let's start with Christian in Scottsdale. Christian, you are on the Wolf and Luke Show. What's going on?
3: I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, going into a win against try to get a win against the Chargers what do you think we're going to have to do to get that win next week because it's looking like the Chargers game at home is going to be a must win after that loss yesterday
0: uh, Christian thanks for the call man Uh, Oh, oh, there's no doubt about it it's it's a must win you can can figure out how to win that game right (laughs) I'm going to let you feel (laughs) that
2: one I mean first I need to be more physical Um, comes down to controlling the line of scrimmage and tackling especially from a defensive perspective um, better, consistently, running to the ball. Um, And then obviously you got to limit the mistakes. You know, obviously I think they've done a better job since Code has been in there as far as the pre-snap penalties. Uh, But you can't have uh, you know, I love my man to death, but you can't have Hop right after he has a big play then get a 15-yard taunting penalty. Even though it was, you know, low, it's kind of cheap, but you you know that they're going to call it. I mean, it's just how the NFL is these days, right? You know they're going to make those type of things. And then the interception, those things compound when you're not playing good football. So just the small little things that most people tend to overlook like you know that most people want to talk about well what type of play scheme nah it's just real fundamental sound football protect the ball right tackle well uh, block do your job like limit the, the mental errors and you you have a fighting chance all that other stuff just adds on to it so I think just starting there is key
0: it, It's that's a good point the attention to detail that stuff goes out the window when you're trying to do too much too and, and you <laughs> you have to have That attention to detail. I felt like they had it against the Rams. And and also, the Rams kind of, you had a little more margin for error in that one. But against San Francisco, the attention to detail went out the window and it just kept going out the window. And obviously, San Francisco took advantage. Let's go out to Ryan in Phoenix. Ryan, what's going on?
3: Alrighty, Hey, guys, thank you so much for taking my phone call. Um, my thoughts on
1: yesterday's game and just moving forward is I think that the Cardinals have a culture issue. I think that when you just look at the team in general, yeah, they've been decimated by injuries all season long. But at the same time, too, we've seen the same mistakes that have played them throughout the entire season. Undisciplined football, their inability to move the ball. And it's certainly been an issue, and I hope it gets addressed moving forward. But um, I hope that also, too, that this is that they can at least, you know, show more effort. I agree a lot with Buda Baker uh, yesterday in his post-game press conference when he said that, uh, when asked if the team uh, played hard till the end, they did not. So, those are just a couple of thoughts on my game. Thank y'all for taking my call, and uh, go Cards!
0: Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it there. Yeah, the, um, you know, you, you gotta, you have to draw that line, Zoe, and, and you can speak to this when between, okay, you had a losing season, or, you know, whatever. You're not gonna, you're not gonna accomplish your overall goals this season. That does happen probably to most of the league every year, right? Everybody right. wants to win the Super Bowl. Yep. Is it is it a one-season thing, or is there a cultural issue, like Ryan just said, or bigger issues that you have to fix before next season? And I think where a lot of Cardinals fans struggle with this is this looks like, this whole season has looked like the last five or six weeks of last season, so right. it's hard to just think, oh, it's just a one-off. It was just the injuries.
2: Yeah, and, and you, we, we actually maybe say maybe that, that, that winning streak was the one-off, right? I mean, because yeah. You know, obviously they had three wins. I know they got better five or something like that than 11. But culturally, you still see a lot of these things, like the pre-snap penalties. That's always been an issue, right? That's a lack of discipline. So maybe what the
0: most offensive penalties in the NFL this year?
2: Exactly. And that's and I know we talked about it last year at one point. And I know the year before that we talked about it. So what are we doing structurally to create accountability and that goes back to coaching and culture. And so what are you allowing guys to do, get away with? What are you doing in practice to maybe shift some of that mindset? Um are you making things simpler so you're not thinking about as much checks or whatever whatever they may be doing. And so uh they have to figure out moving forward What? Blow the process up. Let's switch it right because you can't just rely on one year having great results for seven weeks and but there's a no consistency from year to year yeah, that's a great point so just this they, they got to identify it and do it now because this season is pretty much tailor-made for that now because yeah. you can try a whole bunch it's of stuff stuff out if yeah, it doesn't look we'll, good for a week fine yeah, as long fine. as gonna get better big <laughs> yeah. picture no
0: you're 100% right tear it down what you what, what you've been doing do, you can't be afraid to try new things you can't be like well we did this though and and in, in Training camp of 2021. Yep. Look, we won those first seven games. Like, nope. okay, that is now more than 17 right. games ago.
2: And talk to your leadership. Bring them in. Hey, hey, man, what do you think we should do? This is what I'm thinking. And you, I need you guys on board. Because anytime you have a shift, you know, if you're going to practice differently or do something structurally differently, guys are used to their routine. You're going to get some pushback. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but if you got Kyler, D Hop, JJ kind of pushing the envelope for you, that that shift
0: is a little bit easier. Yeah, get everybody to fall in line buy into it let's uh, let's go back out to the phones julie and surprise julie you're on the wolf and luke show hi guys i just want to wish you a happy and
1: healthy thanksgiving i gotta run i'm sorry Thank i got a cherry pie in the oven i
0: gotta get out <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> well, send a
2: slice in for yeah. us we would love to try it <laughs>
0: thanks julie and yeah, look cherry pie is the best pie for thanksgiving at least somebody else out there agrees with me let's go
3: out to uh john and waddell john what's going on What's up, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a couple key things that I I've noticed. You know, for me personally, I've had season tickets for ten years with this team, uh, and this is the first year that I finally decided that I've kind of been over it. The last two Super Bowls have been uh, the home winning teams. I mean, and and leave it up to the Arizona Cardinals to really break that streak. Uh, I'm just disappointed starting off with uh, you know Steve Kim. It all starts with Steve Kim and getting these guys in, putting the, the right guys in position to come in and play. And then it also starts with Kyler and Cliff. You, you guys got to come out. They got to. They got to get this team under control. Um, you know, I, I find it a little bit disappointing that Kyler Murray's just standing on the sidelines uh, with a hamstring injury. Or injury, I get it. It does uh, affect you a little bit, but for the amount of money that you're playing for, you got to be out there helping your team. Um, and this team is good. They can they can go out there. They can win. It's just do they want to win? Um, so you know, uh, I feel bad for all my season ticket holders that I sit with as well. They're all giving up their tickets as well. So hopefully uh they they figure something out and hopefully we can, you know, in the next upcoming years get a Super Bowl uh for this hometown. I appreciate Thanks, John. Yeah, look, I mean,
0: that disappointment right there, you can go a lot of different directions with it, Zo. So I, I think right. for me, the two things, yeah, yeah, it is. Whether, you know, whether Kyler should be on the field or not, it's just, it's been disappointing to see him on, on the sidelines as much as we have at times last season. Now, right now, as your season's on the line this year and, and, you know, even during camp, during, during the preseason, it's just $230 million off that offseason. You want to see him out there. He, he's the guy that, that makes you believe the ceiling on this team isn't something we already know. I mean, I think the fear is like, okay, yeah, they they peaked last year. When Kyler's out there playing, it's like, okay, maybe they haven't peaked yet, right? But it just hasn't been out there enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's peaked. He has room to grow. He has a capacity to grow. No, I just mean the team. I think there was that fear that 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 start last year was as good as it's going to get with this group.
2: Yeah, uh, and I say I don't think so because I don't think Kyler's at his best. I, I think he has a lot of capacity or ability to grow into. He just hasn't done it. And so as he grows, this team will be able to find the success that they had last year, and I mean, I guess we can, you know, pick on Steve if you want to say that uh, a little bit. But on paper, this team—everybody thought that this team was going to be prolific offensively, based on the names that you see. Obviously, Steve can't control injuries, right? Maybe some of the backup players, but you don't really put a team together thinking about, okay, I'm gonna lose four out of the five linemen, right? You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't construct that's, that's your team fair. like that,
0: yeah. at all. You and can't. So, everybody yeah, would love to have ten yeah. starting offensive linemen
2: right? And so you know, obviously, and and then defensively, you you look at the names around and who they have, and defensive linemen, and linebackers, and back end guys. They have players. They're not they're not playing to their ability right now. So for me, yes, the GM is responsible for talent, but they have enough talent to be better than what they are right now. And so then that goes down to coaching. You know, what is the coaching doing? You know, obviously Cliff is going to always be the figurehead, but what is each coach? How is he implementing what what Cliff and what they have said in each meeting room. Are they on the same page? Are they all communicating with the same language? And so that goes back to my man. I think who was it? Maybe Ryan talked about culture. So what type of coaching culture do you have? And so those are all the things as we're going through this process right now that they need to be reflected on. Like, are we putting our guys in the best situation? And then lastly, it's always come down to players and, and their um, accountability and pride and how they want to respond and doing the things that they may not have to do in the past, but you have to do in order to be successful in the future and so I think that's the way it should be looking like as far as you know, who's accountable, who should be, be held feet
0: to the fire. I think you just hit it right there too of, of, of they're not playing to their potential and that's the most frustrating thing if you're a fan of a team or if you're covering a team to me there's a lot of different disappointments to go around this season but I'm looking at, at the top 7 in the playoffs and it's okay Are the, did I expect the Cardinals to be a Super Bowl team this year? No. Are they going to compete with a 9-1 team or an 8-2 and two team? Maybe not but I look at Seattle and the Giants who are both in playoff spots right now and they are getting more than anybody could have possibly expected out of their playoffs whereas with the Cardinals, yes, injuries is some of it, yes, not drafting well for depth is some of it, but their starting lineup on offense and it should have been enough to win them nine games. Just 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 that alone, and it hasn't been. Yeah. Uh, sorry we couldn't get to all the calls. I see the phone lines there, and I know Cardinals fans are a little uh, a little fired up right now, as you should be. You can text us your thoughts to the Findle text line at six twenty six twenty right now, and we come back Monday night countdown. If you watched pregame last night, they had some pretty strong words on Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, who wasn't even playing in the game. You're going to hear what they had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke Lorenzo Alexander filling in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. the uh, The next half hour, I would say, in particular, so we've got we've got some uh, some audio for you that is telling as far as the the state of where the Cardinals are right now and going forward. We're going to start this segment of the show with. Um, With what they were talking about... On Monday, now countdown before the game last night. You brought this up during one of the breaks. Kyler wasn't even playing in the game last night, and they knew that going in, mm-hmm. and yet he was the topic of conversation. So let's. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, this is Steve Young talking about Kyler Murray on the ESPN pregame last night.
4: Kyler Murray, his whole life has had the answers to every athletic test that he's ever taken, and he's gotten A pluses through grade school, middle school, high school, college, and then even early here as a pro, but the NFL. Referendum, and I think it's happening now for Kyler. He now needs to be look. He is whip smart, and he is he knows everything. But there is a part of playing great quarterback that is going back to school. Yeah, and that's what Patrick Mahomes has done. That's what Josh Allen is vulnerable. That's what Dak Prescott talked about doing. I'm going to go back to school, and I think everyone here on this panel, everyone that I hear, the Cardinals are saying, please, Kyler, go back to school, tighten it up, call. play play out of the huddle, run the play out of the huddle, get that efficiency going. We know that you can handle all of it, but you cannot be the know-it-all It's gotten you this far, but it won't take you the distance. So change your game, figure it out, so that everyone can start to resonate with you, because it's starting not to resonate, and you do not want to lose your team, especially with after signing that contract.
0: Wow, that crowd in Mexico City was yeah. loud Yeah, I was about to <laughs> just say that, man. I
2: wish I would have played in Mexico City yeah. right there. You could feel the vibe coming through.
0: <laughs> that, was, that was hours before the game, I too. I know. Uh, what do you think about that, Zoe? Because it kind of goes back to the conversation we yeah. and I were just having has this group of the Cardinals hit their ceiling? If they haven't, it's going to be up to Kyler Murray to take them to another level than, hey, we started 7-0 and back in 2021. Right. Um, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of truth to what Steve Young just said, and he could probably speak to it from his own experience. You know, you get to this level, you've been the best at, at everything yeah. your whole life up to this point, but now you're playing against the best, too, and it's not like Kyler's been bad. So he hasn't had that, like, oh, I got I to get better, I'm going to be out of the league he's got paid he's good right how are you gonna take this team to another level
2: but that is something that you have to do and i know uh the morning show also kind of played this audio and they refer to like film study when, when 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 uh steve young is talking about going back to school been watching more film and that doesn't necessarily mean just watching film um i think it's it's also about how do you process information and doing things in the off season that helps you be able to watch film and then go right out to the practice field and let's put a drill together that's going to kind of simulate these things so then when i'm on the field i'm able to process what i see and then know where i'm going with the ball and so whether you get you know a whole bunch of people to you know show you different disguises on the field and you try to guess what covers they're in and like real practical or stuff when you're out on the field and not just the film room right different things like that i know josh allen and and pat mahomes i know josh trains with uh jordan palmer in the offseason right so subjecting yourself to constructive criticism and feedback in the off season to have somebody really dial in your game and point out maybe blind spots you have for yourself because you have experienced nothing but success but you've developed some bad habits along the way that's not allowing you to reach your full capacity therefore being productive and so for me it was always about I want to be the best or the greatest, right? It's, it wasn't about the money um, at all. Obviously, that is that is uh, the fruit or the result of becoming or chasing after be, trying to become the greatest. And so you never complete, you never complete project. And so you have to, once you adopt that type of growth mindset as a player, then everything else will come to you because you're always trying to incrementally get better from one year to the next, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, I, and I think that's the evolution of any great. Uh, player, uh, any great, you know, professional, no matter what industry you're in, if you have that growth mindset, you're always trying to find that little piece that I can improve to get that additional edge, especially when you're thinking about an uber-competitive sport like football, where there's always somebody coming for your job. There's always trying, somebody trying to figure you out, because you have all this film that they can study and break down and really attack that.
0: I, I like what you said in there, too, of kind of kinda like you got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone, and it's better to do it in the offseason than in the middle of a playoff game against the Rams, right? right yeah. be, be willing to be like, okay, I'm going to try something new this offseason. You almost have to be obsessed with it, right? You're obsessed with the process of doing 'Cause like yep. Kyler Murray, and I don't know the guy, but it, yeah. you know, just being around him a little bit, he clearly wants to win. Like that's not a question. Yeah. But it's like, do you want how, do you want to win in the sense of, like, I should be better on Sunday, or do you want to win on May 10th?
2: Right, yeah, it's the, it's the same. Right. Everybody wants to play in the NFL or be uh, a professional athlete, but are you willing to do the things and pay the cost of of, of achieving that, yeah. right? All the workouts, playing when you're hurt, and being tired, missing Christmas, not being able to take vacations, right? All those things that people don't necessarily think about, and that's the same thing when you want to be great. There, there are some things where you have to be vulnerable and be willing to change and go through that process process in the offseason because you can't do it during the season you are essentially who you are and that's the skill set it's too hard to develop and so you have to take that time in the offseason where maybe you can't take that trip or maybe you can't do xyz that you plan to do but you're going to be intentional about growing your profession because you want to win but you're going to do all the necessary things um even if it makes even if it's different than what you think right of that has gotten you there you're going to subject yourself to it because you know in the, in the in the long run you're going to reach your destination destination of being i <sighs> You know, uh, or achieving or chasing greatness.
0: Yeah, shake it up a little bit. because I mean, look—you know, with Kyler Murray, you know what you have. You know he's going to be a good player. He's yeah, got a quarterback yeah. in this yep. league. But you know, do you want to be winning Super Bowls? Do you want to be getting to the Super Bowl? Do you want to be on that level where you're being talked about as an MVP candidate, not in week seven, which is already impressive, but like in week 17, or 18. This is Larry Fitzgerald last night talking about Colt McCoy. Well, I'm
2: out here. The, the conversations with former teammates is glowing about his leadership. The leading meetings, taking taking the onus. If he makes a mistake saying, look, that was on me, I'm going to get it fixed. That's a big part of being a leader. I mean, a lot of of people talk about arm strength and and speed and all of these things. At the end of the day, when you're playing quarterback in the National Football League, it's about leadership, about getting people and galvanizing them to be able to go out there and do the things that you as a team want to do. And has done that. He's 3-1 as a starter. He's been very good with the football in terms of not putting them in positions where they can't be successful. Um, And they need to continue to do that against really, really good defense tonight.
0: Now, look, Zoe, I know the leadership conversation with Kyla Murray has come up in the past, but when Larry Fitzgerald talks about leadership, I'm listening. Right. Regardless of who he's talking about it with.
2: Well, I mean, even more so in this case, because he was in the locker room It's like me talking about Josh Allen. Right. I was in the locker room with him. You know him pretty well. Yeah. So even if I say, you know, based on guys, I'm talking to in the locker room right now because I'm no longer in the locker room. I do have experience. And so people are going to naturally listen a little bit deeper because they know that I've been there. The same thing with Flitz. Right. Even though he said I have been talking to people. Well, we know you played with him, yeah, man. You
0: know, you know he <laughs> you was have, your quarterback. Yeah, you have an opinion about it. So, uh,
2: you, know, I, I, you know, I think what he says carries a lot of weight. You know, I I've, I, I think everybody who's ever listened to Kyler speak, um, as far as the ownership piece, it's always we and not me. Um, and I think that carries a long way, even though it isn't just him. But when you step out and say, no, that was on me. That's my fault. I got this. I'm going to make sure I get the guys Right. Um, much kind of how we saw Colt portrayed in um, The Hard Knocks. Hey, guys, hey, make sure where you're going to be at, all right? Be where you at. And then he had a mistake. Oh, no, that was on me. That's on me. I got it, right? Yeah. I know it's just TV and it's at practice, so it's easier to be vulnerable in that space. But even when you're up on that podium, it's on me. It's me. I think you carry a little bit more weight, and guys respect you for that when they say, okay, he's calling himself out too. And it's not like this we, I'm protecting myself within the context of team. When you're a leader, you have to step out. Outside of that, and really take onus for for you
0: know everybody, just like head coaches do. You see it with the Jets right now. I mean, it could be worse. You could have Zach Wilson as your quarterback, yeah. and you, you see that team turning <laughs> on him right now. Uh, all right, I did everything. What are you talking about? Yeah, I did everything was, possible. Everything's fine. We had seventy yards. What more do you want? Uh, all right, when we come back. Who steps up on this team to make sure the locker room doesn't give up on this season? Now, uh, Buddha Baker had some interesting comments after the game. It's Wolf and Luke Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf on Arizona sports the local sports leader wolf and luke
4: arizona sports the local sports leader
0: All right, we got Zo here for one more segment. Wolf is uh, joining us in the second half of the show, so so I want to make sure I get to this before you get out of here. Uh, the comments after the game from a couple, maybe the two most important players that played last night. I'm going to start with DeAndre Hopkins. This is uh, Hop talking to Cam Cox of 12 News, uh, and he was asked, you know, okay, do you feel like everybody played? you know gave everything they had there at the end of the game.
2: You know, I think every every man has looked themselves in the mirror and um you know turn turn the page to to the Chargers. Um, you know, I'm not a am not a person to to say, you know, who played hard and who didn't. I think, you know, in the NFL, every person has looked themselves in the mirror.
0: So, we were talking about this earlier. I mean, there's there were moments towards the end of this game where it was like, okay, the Cardinals like Your fear now, if you're going to be four and seven and I think they're 12th, I mean, you're you're closer to being last in the NFC than you are to being in a playoff spot right now is is how do you Mm -hmm. get everybody? You got a game now in five days against a a pretty good Chargers team. Like, how do you not, you got to make sure this doesn't completely unravel? And there were moments at the end of that game where it was like, are they, they just want to go home at this point, you know? And that's not something I have seen from this team this season prior to last night.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you're getting whooped and been beat on for 60 minutes, I mean, that can, that can bring it out. Um, and so it, it takes a strong leader and not to say it after some, and, and, and you know, I'm not on the sideline. Sometimes you have to call people out in the moment, you know, whether you're calling the huddle on the sideline, uh, to get guys like this is what I'm noticing. Obviously, Buddha has the respect of the guys, Hop has the respect of the guys to be able to do that in the moment. And so ho- hopefully that's, that's something that is occurring at some point. And if they didn't do it then, obviously they said it after the game, so it needs to be addressed. Uh, whenever they're back i'm pretty sure they had off today so tomorrow in the team meeting um, this is who we want to be this is how we want to finish out this is who we are let's make sure that every time we out on this field because we never know when our last one is that we're going to be out here uh, that we are representing ourselves in the proper way obviously the cardinals but you as a man to like hop's point you know when people turn on that film who are they saying you are yeah. Right? Are they saying you boot a baker, or they say you you out here loafing around, just you know, just trying to not get hurt, right? Just not trying to, just trying to get through the last part of this game. You can't play football like that at all. Um, and because if you're willing to do it a little bit, You're willing to do it a lot when you start sacrificing who you are as a football player.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, to Hopkins' point there, what are you going to do as, like, a coach? You can't walk in and be like, everybody try harder, but individually, you know, everybody's at a different spot in their career, right? Yeah. Like, you are going to, you know you're going to be here next year, or you don't even know if you're going to be in the league next year. Everybody's got to be going all out. Well,
2: you don't know. I mean, it's, it's my point, because their career-ending injuries that happen all the time, that's right? season the injuries that happen all the time, and so you have to maximize the time that you have on this Football field because you never know because it's one hundred percent injury risk in in the NFL you don't know how severe the injury is going to be but you You're don't get, get hurt. hurt yeah right and so um, you may miss five games you may miss a quarter you may you just don't know what that looks like and so every time you have to give it all
0: everything you have when you step out on uh on on that field and compete so that was Hopkins now here's Buddha Baker also with uh, with Cam Cox of Twelve News if he felt like guys played all the way to the end
1: I feel like guys played till the end. Played hard to lead.
0: No. I don't. That's a little more succinct, a little yeah. more straightforward, and that's not coming from a media member or a fan. Watch that's coming from Buddha Baker. Hey,
2: he watching the game. You know, he peeping guys out. I know he's in there on defense, so he may not have a true sense of of that. But you know, if guys are, for example, you run a run play, are you blocking out there? Or are you just kind of just standing, and getting in the way? Just are you getting through it? Are you fighting? You know, what what does that competition level look like? Because he was out there scrapping, trying to. A couple of Trent Williams running at him. He trying to get out his way. You may even. <laughs> Somebody got to be, who's helping me out here, right? So, and also in that, I know he says something like, you know, men and women lie, the film doesn't lie, right? So, and which coincides with Hop, we got to watch this film, right? And... You need to look at yourself, right? I'm, and and if I was Buddha, I would get up and start calling cats out in the context of the team room. Maybe you can't feel like you can do it because Hard Knocks is in there, and that always they puts might not, a strain not even show it, it. So you're fine. Well, yeah. Hopefully they don't. Obviously, you know. Obviously, with Eno, know. But I, you don't. You, right. You never want to put guys on blast unless you have to. And so you want to do everything privately because that's when you get the most out of guys that respect that and don't feel like you on TV trying to get shown like you a leader, right? And so you have to be able, and he has the juice and Buddha to do it. To call, hey, man, that ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. Look at this. I, and it ain't even me. It's the film. Watch. Yeah. Why are you changing speeds, bro? You Do you see me out here holding on for my dear life versus Trent Williams, and you over here jogging, and then when you see that I get knocked down, then you run? Why didn't you run from the beginning? Right? And so ask guys that. What's up? And and he's playing with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, and so if you are a guy that has any type of pride about you, if a guy like Buddha and, and my guy was London Fletcher, that he called me out, you call me, Man, I got to step up. I got to do better because I want. I know what he's about, and he's my teammate, and I want to. I want to represent him while I'm out here too. When I'm playing, I want to play hard for that guy because I know what he puts his body through. So that's what this team needs, and hopefully they're, they they respond right because you're gonna have adversity. Guys gonna have those moments of weakness and 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 loss of focus, but resiliency is is obviously acknowledging it. This is where I'm at, and I got to respond differently doing practice and meeting time, preparation time, and then when I show up on Sunday, regardless of my circumstance around me, I'm I'm giving a hundred.
0: You know, you've pointed this out before too. Even when things were going good, of like you watch the film and okay, here's here, you're yeah. watching the Cardinals' defense, and here's a guy that's five yards away from the play, and Boot is 17 yards away, and he gets there before you. So yeah. and especially now, if I'm Boot and I'm like <laughs> yeah. got a high ankle sprain, and I'm still getting there before you, or like you said, I'm five Trent Williams of all people. Yeah. Like what is going on? I've got the film right here to point to. Right, and that's why you cannot
2: allow that stuff to happen as a coach, even in success. Um, you have to have the stand the standard the standard right and oftentimes we're willing to negotiate the standard when we have success right the result but i'm never worried about the result even when i'm coaching my little kid it's all about the process because we're trying to maximize your ability to be successful and if you negotiate that standard, you're actually hurting yourself in the long run cuz adversity's coming. We don't know when it's coming, yeah, but it's coming. You, yeah. And when it comes and you and you have negotiated the standard, it's going to get real ugly, just like it did last night, you know, 38 to 10.
0: Yeah. Uh, here's one more from Buddha with Cam Cox. Yeah, it's very tough to say, but you know, at the end of the
2: day, we're all grown men, you know, um, women lie, men lie, that film never lies. So whatever the the film says is is what it is.
0: I mean, that to me Zo sounds like somebody that that knows full well what's on the film. He hasn't watched it yet. That's right after the game last night, Mexico City, but (laughs) he knows full well if he goes into that room and is like, hey, you you're not playing like I saw you play three weeks ago. You're not doing what I know you can do. And I'm not just going to say this and it's going to be out there like, "Okay, well, that's your opinion. Here's the film. Yeah, and I bet you he's seen it before. He probably has. I,
2: I mean, he's watched the games like, dang, man, I'm flying by. Why are these cats ain't running? Yep.
0: And so he's probably just <laughs>
2: assuming what he's seen on, on the film as he's watched the film and evaluated himself. Well, I bet you the same thing happened. That's why he just scored. I told him it was going to catch up with us. Yep. Now they don't want to. Now, you know, hopefully now they get it, you know. So... <laughs> It's just, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just him realizing based on on past performances of guys, and that's why I think he sound he sounds really confident, like yeah, I ain't no.
0: Yeah, I, I don't have to worry. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't mince words. Yeah. No, hey, did you guys try all the way to the end? No, no. I, I always assumed with Buddha, it was like the Matrix, where he, everything around him is just moving in slow motion. So it would almost be tougher to be like, hey, why is everybody on the field slower than me? But if he's if he's able to move at relatively full speed with the injury that he has, and you know, I'm assuming it's better last night than it was eight days prior. But whatever, he was out there eight days prior too and making plays, and uh, and you know, they didn't look perfect in that game by any means either. They are good, but the Rams were... The Rams are the Rams. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you have when you have Buddha calling you out, I think that's that's one of those guys. You watch the end of that game, and you are like, "Is this going to unravel now?" Because there is still right. a month and a half left yep. in the season. Who prevents it from unraveling? Yeah, it's J. J. Watt. Yeah, to a certain extent, it's the coaches. It's Buddha Baker, and, yep. and you got to identify those guys. Got to identify themselves quickly. Yeah. I am sure they already have
2: right. And Buddha needs to make it personal because right now that's a general statement. Yep. right. I, I don't. Uh, he ain't talking about me, right? Because everybody has a bias, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that wasn't me. They ain't talking about me. So whoever Buddha has identified is not helping in that film. Hey, man, whether it's a text while we while we are uh, outside the facility, I give you a phone call, whatever that may be. So, you know, obviously, you not putting guys on blast on, on television. Hey, man, that ain't that ain't good enough. You know, it ain't good enough. We saw it on film. Come on, let's do this.
0: If the cameras weren't there for
2: Hard Knocks, could you do it in the room? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, it, again, you don't ever want anybody to think that you acting for the cameras. Yeah. Um, and Buddha's not that, so hopefully they wouldn't even think that that but way. Just but case, just yeah. in case, you know, people just always it's just le- it's less receive well when when you put me on blast. Dang man, are they gonna air this, Yeah.
0: right? You worry <laughs> more worried watching, about that yeah. than what
2: he talking about.
0: <laughs> so always great, man. You have yourself a good Thanksgiving. Thanks for coming in. You too. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. When we come back, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.